my friend and I often laugh about how competitive we are, but I laugh more. Grab a jam, I swear, and it's the down Macamagob, it's part three of the Blue Oyster Cult discography with Will uh, Carroll from Death Angel. And I want to thank you all for tuning in again. It gets, it's just as good as the last two, but there's going to be another one after this. I mean, we go on for a long time because, as you've heard from the last two episodes, we don't only talk about each album, we talk about each song, and it continues on here. So let's get into it. Part three, where we start off with Extraterrestrial Live. Let's do it. Uh, next one is Extraterrestrial Live. I'll be honest with you. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But I prefer the first two live albums. And I don't really revisit this live album much. I don't own it. I, know, I own it now on the box set, which I will start listening to it again. So I'm kind of, this one I'm kind of like, I can't really give a, an honest uh, review on because I have heard it. I remember liking it, but I, I don't know. I think I was so used to the first two albums, the first two live albums, that I don't really revisit this. So you think I should revisit this live album? I do. Um, <clears throat> you might think I'm crazy, but this is my favorite BOC live album. Well, there you go. I it probably will be mine too. I got to give it more of a chance. It's a great, great selection of songs. Uh, I think there's a cover tune again on this one too, though, right? Do they do Roadhouse Blues on this one? Or I know that I know they played that, so it might be on there. Yeah, uh, I, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best production of all the live albums, um, and it has uh, it has uh, Bouchard's uh, uh, drum drum tech on drums when he replaced when he placed a mid tour, and he does a great job. The drumming on the album is really good. I love the version of ETI. Um, yeah, I, I also love when Eric Bloom is talking to the crowd. I forget on what song it might be on Roadhouse Blues when he's talking about going to the 7 Eleven down the street. Like, he names the 7 Eleven, like, right in the neighborhood. Like, I think they're playing at Nassau, Nassau Coliseum or something. And mm-hmm. he, he mentions he went to a 7 Eleven earlier in the day to get a six pack of beer or something, and the crowd goes crazy. And it's like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I love it. Nice. All right, the next one, Revolution by Night. Dude, I hate this album. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's very dated sounding. But, it is. It is. But this is the album I told you that has my favorite Blue Oyster Cult song. An album I hate with my favorite Blue Oyster Cult song. There's two songs I like on this album, but the production fucking kills it for me. So you dig this one? Uh. I, I do like this album, and it's it's not one of my favorites, but I do like it. Um, I'm not a fan of Bruce Fairbairn. I, he did Psycho Circus, and uh, actually, aren't you a fan of that album? You like Psycho Circus, right? I, 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 I like it more than most people do, but I also realize how shitty a lot of the songs are, too. You know? Yes. Uh, so I think he did the same thing to Kiss that he did to Blue Oyster Cult. You know, he just kind of Although Kiss was already a watered down beast by by the time they recorded Psycho yeah. Circus, but like he really dumbed down 
BOC sound and you know watered them down a little bit. So I can see why you don't like this album. But I, I agree. Take Me Away is uh, also in my top five favorite BOC songs. What a fucking song. My number one. It's my awesome. all-time favorite Blue Cold song. And uh, Aldo Nova co-wrote it. Yep. Um, this video. Have you seen this video? Oh, it's great, dude. Dude, this big, video big rules. Budget. Big budget. Rules with the guy with the veins coming out of his neck. and Yep. You know, she goes down in the basement. It's just so fucking out there. But you know, it, it has it has the guy from from the cover of uh, Fire of Unknown Origin. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's to, right. I didn't notice that. Yeah, the little drawings on his forehead. Yep, that's and, right. Uh, and, and at the end, he gets into that plane. It's the plane from the cover of uh, Yeah Secret, Secret Treaty. Treaty. So yep. there's all these all these little things tying it all in together. And yeah, great video. By far their best video, by far. Yeah, I agree, too. And I will say this, too. Take Me Away is their attempt to do Burning For You again, and they, and I think they did it even better than Burning For You. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, their, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a shame that that song didn't blow up, you know? I don't yeah. remember ever seeing that video on MTV. Oh, no, no, it, it, it did. They, I, I actually recorded it on MTV. Yeah, but, okay. yeah, it might, might have been played just a handful of times, but... Yeah, I did, did get that on my, uh, and I ran out and bought the album, and then I was horrified. <laughs> I was like, "What?" You know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, "Take Me Away" is not only my favorite song off the album, but it's my favorite, you know, Blue Oyster Cult song. And you know, and uh, yeah, the video is out there, but it's so cool. It's just flat out. The video owns like the song. I fucking love it. Yep. But uh, I'm very right interested to hear your opinions on the future songs where man it's the, it's the 80s electric drum sound drives me nuts on here especially on this song on eyes on eyes on fire there we go yeah, that's dude. where it starts yeah dude, i have i mean i mean i hate to cut you out will but you're you are a drummer i yeah. mean on take me away is it electric drums uh uh it's overdubs yeah I, it sounds like he's playing a, a real kit for the for the main beat but all the 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 tom tom sounds are overdubbed and they're 100% electronic drums like yeah i kind of i kind of noticed that the little doo 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 in the yeah. song but the rest of it doesn't sound like these drum sounds on the rest of the album yeah. I think. but on the, on the next song though on eyes on fire yeah the drums are are pretty much unbearable like just the way yeah. they sound it, it it completely ruins the song cuz i think it's a pretty good song actually it's. I don't think it's that bad, but the dated drum sound just really, really takes away from it big time. Yeah, I, I sometimes revisit these this album, you know, give it another chance, and it's just like, I think it's just the drum sound. And you know me, I don't know shit about production, but boy, this one like screams at me, you know, I, can, I can't help but notice. And I remember yeah. Eyes of Fire, like, this could have been a song used in Rocky, you know, 4 when he was working out. You know, that, that, <laughs> or Rocky Five, wherever the fuck he was working out, you know, uh, in them. Russia. <laughs> yeah, but that, that Russia, they had that, you know, I think that song was called Eyes of Fire, too, or something like that, or Souls of Fire. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, what is it? Uh, yeah, heart, Hearts on Fire? Or, yeah, yeah maybe Hearts on Fire, yeah, but yeah. it had the same vibe, and it's like, I don't know, man, this ain't my Blue Oyster Cult, dude, I just don't like it, and then... The next one, man, a lot of people love this one. I don't get it. Tell me why you like Shooting Shark. 
<laughs> How did you know I liked it? <laughs> uh, oh, you said you liked this album. I figure since everybody loves shooting shark, you you must like it. I, you know, it's I I totally hear where you're coming from, and you know, like it, it's screen like all the elements of the song are normally elements I don't like in music, and I, I you might think I, I I would hate this song, but I fucking love this song, dude. A lot of it, people do. It's constantly climbing. Like uh, it, it, the song kind of soars, and, and we, with with each like go around, there's another layer of keyboards, and it gets a little little more. It just gets bigger with each each pass through. Like after every chorus, there's another layer of keyboards, and the song's just constantly climbing for something, and I I, I love it, dude. I I I know like when they play it live, they play it every single time I've seen them. Uh, people will like walk away, like they'll they'll go get a beer, and, like it's. Some people get like complain when they play it live, but I I love it, dude. Uh, fantastic song. You know who plays bass on it, right? Uh, yeah, actually, it's uh, Randy Jackson me. Dog. Yeah, Randy yeah, Jackson from, Dog from Journey that's, and American Idol. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kind of knew that. Um, Couldn't figure it off. Yeah, great song. Uh, the, the video not so great. Uh, oh my of- god, that video <laughs> Holy crap, what the hell's going on there With Buck Dharma and, and a wife beater And <laughs> oh my god, searching dude. drawers And going in the desert And looking at these like Cheap sky stars It's like, look like That video was made with 10 by, You know, 10 bucks made that video <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> It's I know, out there actually, When he actually sees that the shooting star In the sky, it's so Lame looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking pedestrian. It's 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 terrible. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like the song at all. And and really the sax solo on here can blow me. You know, it's just I just I'm you sorry. Know, this, this one's bad. I I actually love the sax solo with this song, man. Like it, it just adds to the to the it's just the the, the extra cheese on top, you know, like right. it, it it works perfectly on this song, I think. And like at the end, it's sort of kind of a sad sax solo, and and the lyrics are interesting. I'm not quite sure what they're about. I mean, it seems like he's trying to break up with a chick, maybe or something. But uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know a lot of people do. That's why I was surprised you talk about people walking away when they played it live. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Every like people go like like these diehard Boc fans that have like you know. Uh, a, a, a BOC tattoo, like they have the fucking symbol tattoo on their arm from like 1974, and like it's it's turned green. You know, like when tattoos, <laughs> tattoos yeah, yeah, like yeah. Those dudes, those kind of guys, right. fucking yeah. like going, oh, not this song again. They walk away, but then like five <laughs> minutes later, they'll they'll play uh they'll play you know, like Hot Reels to Hell, and all of a sudden, hot dogs and beers are flying around. <laughs> <laughs> Let me back in. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about the next one? I mean, you're taking over this album because there is a couple songs. Well, there's one song coming up that I feel is a cool song, but, you know, electronic drums fuck it up. And then there's another one that doesn't really get ruined by the sound. I, I kind of really dig. But what do you okay. think of Ains? You know, I think any song that has the lyric, I think I killed somebody. It's okay with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that sensation? You you wake up from a, a, 
a, a fucking bender and go, I think I killed somebody last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I haven't, but I have had dreams where I did murder somebody. Oh, I am too, man. I'm, they're yeah, I'm freak out. I'm like, oh, oh I hope they don't catch me. Oh, for me, it's quite satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I kill in my dreams, though. Is it a stranger or something? <laughs> but I yeah, like I, to dream about some assholes I know I'd like to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Veins is cool enough. I, I, I dig it. All right. Yeah, to me, again, I, I think, you know, because I, I did listen to this album again for this, to take notes, and what I wrote was, you know, this song would not be so bad if it wasn't for the crappy 80s production. You know, totally. the sound is what makes me stay clear from, you know, later 80 pop. And, you know, and it made me gravitate to thrash, you know, th- this type of music back in that time, you know. And oh, it's yeah. a shame, you know, with some of their earlier album productions, this would not be so bad, Fames, I don't think. Right. But the next one uh, is... the. Not the one I really like, but it is a song that, man, this would be a great song without this data production. I kind of dig Shadow of California. It just, those drums ruin it for me, but I kind of dig this one. What do you think? Uh, I think it's probably the heaviest song on the album, and uh, I dig it, man. Uh, Another song about the Transmaniacon motorcycle gang. Uh, Yeah, they, they, they brought that those characters back into the lyrics so that makes the song just so fucking cool on, on that alone uh but i really do dig this song and it was co-written by neil smith from alice cooper so oh. yeah so that, that's another cool thing uh yeah neil smith had already been jamming with buck dharma he uh he plays drums on a couple of songs on his solo album and he co-wrote the song born to rock which is also that song born to rock is also on uh, uh, uh extraterrestrial live which is really oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool that they brought one of the solo songs into that live set. I've seen BOC actually play Born to Rock once. They played it once, and I was blown away. Like so. Wow. Yeah, but I, I'm a big Alice Cooper fan, and I love Neil Smith's drumming, and so I think it's cool that he was involved in this song. So, yeah, I, I like Shadow of California. Was Neil Smith in the Born to Rock video? No, uh, no one else is in the video, just Buck Dharma. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Shadow of California. It's all right. Yeah, I think it's okay. How about Feel the Thunder? Uh, you know, the, the lyrics are cool, man. It's, it's like a, like a, a ghost story. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a middle of the road, decent rocker. I, I think it's okay. It's good. I, it doesn't blow me away or anything, but I think it's a pretty good song. Yeah. I, I wrote like here. More, I probably like it more than you do. Yeah. I, well, I did write, I go, this one's passable. But I'm not going to bring up the obvious. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, remember. right, right. But I think this one's passable. How about? Uh, I'll just say the next one. Let go. Uh, this song would appeal to jocks. I'll pass. What do you think? I let go. Um, I mean, like the whole BOC chorus. Uh, I-, I wish that was used for a better song. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I, I, I've always wanted to scream BOC on a show. But I just wish it was a different song. I, not that I've ever seen them play this song. That would blow me away if they played this yeah. song. But um, yeah, it's, it's not great. Uh, another song co-written by Ian Hunter, and um, yeah, it's just a shame that it's kind of like their their theme song, and they, they could have made it so much cooler. Right? How about Dragon Lady? Um, yeah, it's, it's probably my least favorite song on the album. Wow. 
Like, do you like the song? This is my second favorite one. This is the one I was talking about. I was like, you know, after hearing the last six songs, this one's not bad. <laughs> it's it's got like it's got a cool riff, that's for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I've never really tripped off this song that much. It's co-written by some guy named Broadway Blotto, who was in a <laughs> band. It was in a band called the Blottos. Oh, and, I love Blotto, Metalhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're like a, a, a like a, a comedy band, a joke. Actually, band, right? have you seen the video for Metalhead? No. Buck Dharma's in it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because they're oh, you got to see this video. It's so funny. And with the with the scene Buck Dharma's in is when uh, Buck Dharma's watching them on TV during the guitar solo, and Buck Dharma's trying to do the guitar solo, and he gets so pissed he throws his guitar away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember this band from Doctor Demento. He yeah, Doctor Demento. Yeah, I love Doctor Demento. Yeah, I that, that's the only time I ever heard heard Blotto, but uh, I I don't know what the uh, uh, connection with BOC and Blotto is, but yeah, they well, were from Long see, Island. I don't know. Yeah, they must be because Buck Dharma was in their video, so you already see the right. connection there. That video is awesome. You guys, I mean, the guy dresses like Rob Halford. He's Actually, a shoe salesman, like a nerd. Then he turns into like Rob Halford, all leather, okay. and dressed like a biker, and it's all metal. It's pretty fucking cool. But <clears throat> wow, that's wild. Dragon Lady was co-written by one of the guys in Blotto. Yep. I only knew uh, one other Blotto song called "I Wanna Be a Lifeguard," which is really nice. that. That one's yeah. That's a really kooky Doctor Demento type song. It's like yeah. a comedy tune. But eh, whatever. So how about Light Years of Love, the last song? You know, dude, I love this song. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, I think it's beautiful, and I think it's a perfect a perfect ending for this album. Not for any other BOC album, but for this particular album, it's a perfect ending. Uh, and I might even say this might be, sound crazy, but I think it's my favorite Joe Bouchard, Bouchard uh, sung song. Uh, I love his voice in it. I like the keyboards. Um, I mean, I'm not a big keyboard fan, but uh, just, yeah, I think it's a great ending to the album. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Man, maybe I should give it another chance because I just did not like it. And, you know? and, they, and awesome uh, uh, acoustic guitar solo uh, in the middle is really cool, man. So, yeah, I, I clearly like this album a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> And let's see, let's see how you feel about, you know, what many put, you know, is this the worst? Some hate it. Some think it's the worst. And I kind of agree 100%. I think this album fucking sucks. But there are a couple songs I like on here. And I yeah. can handle the production on Club Ninja better than, you know, even though it's still dated, but I can handle it a little better. What do you think of Club Ninja? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it, it kills me to say that an entire album by BOC sucks, but if if there was one, it would be uh, Club Ninja. This album is a, a really hard sale, man. Like, uh, yeah, there's some bad stuff on here. <laughs> yeah. Did you like White Flags? No, dude. I, I no. I think it's uh, a terrible opening track, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just it's like showing you what you're going to be listening to for the next forty minutes. <laughs> like, oh so, no. So you don't like anything on here? No, 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 that's not true. I, I, I should, I should uh, backpedal on that statement. I, there's a couple songs. And one song okay. I fucking love. but Yeah, there White is Flag, one song I, I like a lot on here. It's probably the same one you're thinking of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. White Flags, it's just, 
it sounds too adult contemporary or like it's just they they got neutered or something like it just it lacks balls at all you know like it, it, I, I i don't dig it and they feel... play it live they play it live sometimes still and i'm like oh, oh. god man what the fuck man <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, this song, I uh, don't get me wrong, I don't like it, but I think there's worse coming up, but I don't really like this tune, but it doesn't fuck me up like what's coming up uh, later, but the next one is a single in the video. You know, again, to me, it's trying to remake Burning For You, but unlike Take Me Away, this does not hit the mark for me. You know, I do like, you know, the intro and the verse, uh, you know, but... But the chorus and all that crap, you know, going on, it does nothing for me. So what do you think of Dancing in the Ruin? I'm not a fan of this tune either, man. And, and they always play this song live. Always, yeah. dude. And believe me, hot dogs and beers ain't flying for this one. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's a low point. It's always a low point of the show. Um, and, yeah, I'm just not into it. The video, another video that looks like it was directed by the same person that directed Lick It Up. It's totally like... Have you right. Seen that video? I, yeah, I have seen that one. And the skateboarders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, the video... Yeah, I'm just not into it. Not into it. How about Make Rock, Not War? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah. Well, no, it, it was co-written by the guy who wrote Read My Body. So <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah. No yeah. shit. Yep. Oh, that's hilarious, man. So that that says it all right there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That guy should be like, you know, banned. <laughs> you know, dude. I I couldn't believe Kiss played that song on the fucking. Wait, is "Read My Body" on "Hot in the Shade"? Uh, or... "Hot in the Shade," yeah. Yeah, they 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 played that song on that tour, I believe. No, uh, well, not when I saw it. No. Okay, maybe, no, I, I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Bang Bang You. Yeah, is, they did do that, yeah. Which is equally as an yeah. awful song. <laughs> One, two, Dude, three. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not, to, not to get off topic too much, but when I when I was at the Hot in the Shade show, there was this fucking kiss dork in front of me. <laughs> Aren't we all kiss dorks? But, but this yeah. dude... Really fucking annoying guy was in front of me, and when they when they busted into Bang Bang You, he got so excited. And when Paul was doing the one, two, this guy was right along with the man, putting oh. put his hand up one, two. These, I, I wanted to strangle him, dude. I wanted to. Oh my god! I, I wanted to put him in a sleeper hold. Man. <laughs> I'm guarantee. I guarantee that guy is one one of the guys attacking me on YouTube when I say oh. anything bad about Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah. And not to get even more off topic, but did you get any uh, uh, negative feedback about your uh, live uh, <laughs> animalized concert? No, actually, so far, so good, but it's coming. Uh, yeah, because I, I really do go off on Paul on that one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, the, the, the whole concept of the fuck puppet, it's me imitating the people that attack me. You know, right. they're just like, oh, if it ain't kiss, it's crap. You know, that type of shit. Right. So I, I you know, I kind of, you know, it may sound like I'm exaggerating it, but I'm not actually. There's people out there just like the fuck puppet. Like they can do no wrong. And there's people that just listen to Kiss. That's it. No other uh, band. I, I know some people like that. I know a guy, I got into an argument with a guy. Actually, 
he he'll never speak to me again. Like he he he's he's friends with my brother and friends with mutual friends. But if if I'm around in a group, he won't come out. Or he, he's like I, he hates me so much just because I I I, I got into like an argument with him about. Like he said, "Kiss has never written a bad song." I was like, "Come yeah. on, dude!" And, and, this, <laughs> and this, I mean, if he, if he, if this was 1977, I would have said, "Hey, yeah, you're right." But this was 1994 when he said that or something. I was like, <laughs> "Dude," I, I was like, "You're telling me you think Rock Hard is a great song?" He's like, "Yeah, so, man." The uh, what, that, was, that, that, what, what was the ballad on Cycle Circus that Peter sang? Uh, um, I think I found my way or something. Yeah, like that. how the fuck can anybody like that song? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so I I, I kind of went off on him, and he's never spoken to me again. I think I'm better off that way. <laughs> yeah, he's creepy, man. My way, come on, man. Yeah, dude, that was one of the songs. Actually, that's one of the songs we argued about. Like that was one of the. That's always my go-to song, like for awful kiss songs. I'm like my way, you like those keyboards, dude, man. Like, oh. Oh yeah, man! Anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, one more thing about Kiss stars I got to bring up, and this happened recently. But yeah, this is not a guy attacked me, but I actually saw a guy write this that for the past uh, was it twenty for the past twenty five years, he only missed one day of not watching Kiss Meets the Phantom in twenty five years. He watches it every day. Holy shit! I love that movie because it's so bad; it's great. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think it's terrible, but dude, I can't even watch my favorite movie every time, every day. You know, uh, you know, I can't watch Jaws or The Godfather every single day for twenty five years. I, this guy watches it every day. Only missed one day, and the reason he missed that day, the power went out. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not, because I actually said to him, "I go, what happened that one day?" I was so curious, you know. No, the power went out. I was like, I started laughing. I was like, yeah, that would that would explain it. You know, that wow, must have been he, a horrible night for him. That guy lives in a very small world, man. Jesus, there's uh, so many out there, though, dude. Believe me, there's. Oh man, I have. I gotta get my friend Charlie Hill. My when I, when I went to the Kiss pre pre show, and we're talking Kiss, so people people love hearing us talk about Kiss. Right. When I was at the Kiss pre show, uh, this was last year. Dude, he filmed with his phone a guy cussing me out. And I just sat there laughing because the guy's like, you know, I like you, Dr. Fuck. Don't get me wrong. I do like you. But don't talk about Paul Stanley anymore, okay? I don't like when you talk about Paul Stanley, okay? <laughs> I mean, he was Jesus. dead. And I just laughed my ass off. I was like, dude, all right, dude. All right, chill out, you know? And, he, and, but, and then he goes, you're not going to talk about Paul anymore, right? I go, I ain't gonna make no promises on that thing. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, people are very, very passionate about Kiss. You know, they do nothing wrong. It's insane, you know? Totally. All right. Uh, Perfect Water. Yeah. Um, I'm not really into this song either, man. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I think it was co written by Jim Carroll. Um, it's is that right. the guys? Uh, is that the people who died? Died exactly. Um, that's sick. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the one I like. <laughs> I can do without those little eighty sounds trickling here and there, yeah. but I like this song. You know, it's you know, it's not Blue to Cult. It's far from it. But I, I, this is a song I like on here. Perfect Water. 
I can okay. I can deal with this one, you know. It's just uh, I mean this overall this album just lacks balls, you know. It's, yeah. No, no, like, this is this one has no balls, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I don't hate it, but it's yeah, we're talking about Club Ninja here, so it's it's good yeah. it's good compared to what, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we should breeze through this fucker. Yeah. How about beat him up? Um <sighs> it's, it's a stupid song. Another song co-written by uh, uh, Bob Halligan Jr., uh, Read My Body. Uh, it's just kind of a tough <laughs> I think I think uh, Bob Halligan Jr. should be beat up, you know, for, for writing this garbage, you know? Totally. You know this, this song is screaming how much this band lost its plot. You know, yeah. I just think it sucks. How about When the War Comes? Awesome song, dude. Wow. You don't like this song? This song should be called Press the Skip Button. Oh my god, you're crazy! I don't like it, dude. dude. So this is like your favorite one on here? Oh, by far, man. Like, uh, wow. I think, it's, I think it's epic, man. I like that. Damn. I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Joe, Joe, and uh, and Buck uh, sing duet together, and uh, the vocals sound killer, and just a harder edge song. Uh, Howard Stern does the 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 voice intro. Did you really? Know yeah, it's no, Howard Stern, and that was wow. that's a very very young Howard Stern. He left before he he broke. He oh. was he was married. I think he was married to or Eric Bloom's cousin was married to him. Or he was married or someone was connected to. He was connected to Boc somehow like through a cousin or something like that. I forget someone was dating someone, but uh, yeah, that's him on the, on the intro of the song. And uh, yeah, I think this song is freaking awesome, man. It, it could have been on the heavy metal soundtrack. I I dig it. Well, I gotta go revisit it because I, I I just did not I didn't like it when I heard it, man. But this is an album I don't revisit much. Well, fucking right. revisit at all. I mean, right. I just recently got it on the box set. I've never owned it before that, but I do remember going through YouTube. Ah, let me hear this album. Everybody hates, and I was like, ah, I see why. Yep. Um, Shadow Warrior. I like this song too. Actually, side two is much better than side one. Uh, I dig this song. I like the middle part when it picks up and uh, good solo break, uh, killer solo, and interesting lyrics. Um, yeah, I I dig this song. I think it's good. I actually I think I was a little too hard on beat him up too. I think beat, side two starts off pretty good. Beat him up, beat him up's okay as well. But yeah, these, these three songs are the the definitely the high point of the album. I think. Uh, I, I think Shadow Warrior is what I wrote. I go, if I played this song to a big Blue Oyster Cult fan who never heard Blue Oyster Cult, I don't think they could guess this was Blue Oyster Cult. Cause it's Probably. Just so, yeah, it's so out there. and nah, I've done nothing for me. How about the last track? Math, Methods to the Madness. Uh, Madness to the Method. Uh, probably my second favorite song on the album. I mean, the only two songs I really... I mean, the three songs I really like are, uh, you know... Um, uh, when the war comes, Shadow Warrior, and this one. Uh, I think it's a cool ending to the album. Uh, ends on a high note, kind of. Uh, Buck Dharma's vocals are cool. Um, the, the lyrics are cool. It's just about you know drinking and fighting and fucking and uh, chaos. So yeah, I, I dig it. I think it's cool. All right. Um, to me, man, rewind what I said about shooting tar- shark. It's identical to what I feel about this song. It just did nothing for me. 
Okay. Um, the next one, Imaginos. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this was supposed to be an Albert Bouchard solo album. Correct. But the label pressured them to make it a Blue Cold album, and then they added the members to the song to the album. Is that how yes. it worked? Yes. And it's a concept album, right? Yes. It's supposed to. It's it's just like the Elder in the aspect that it's a concept album. But the concept makes no sense whatsoever because the songs aren't in proper order. Um, so, like, like it, there, there's no, like, linear storytelling w- within the album. It, if the songs were in a proper order, it would tell a proper story. But the, the, the label jumbled up the songs to how they thought the album should be sequenced. So it really makes no sense. <laughs> right. And I think it was supposed to be a trilogy, right? This yep. story. Yep. Yeah, it's it, it's a good step away from the last two albums for me, you know. Uh, but honestly, I never revisit this one much. Again, I just got it on the the box set, and I did listen to it. And I will tell you what I feel about the songs. But you're more familiar with it, so what do you think? I am the one you warned me of. Um, good good opening track. Definitely more of a metal sound and more of a modern uh, production. Not modern as in like how revolution by night was supposed to be modern. You know what I mean? It just had a, a, a good production for the time, late eighties. And um, yeah, I think it's a good opening track, solid rocker. Uh, one of only two songs that Buck Dharma was involved in. And uh, yeah, good, good opening track. Yeah. I, I like it too. You know, I don't think it's bad at all. You know, it's refreshing to hear him get away from that terrible sound of the last two albums. Yeah. And uh but, you know, I mean, again, you know, it's like this album, Imaginos, is one I haven't heard much. So, But I'm telling you, I, I did listen. I took notes uh, uh-huh. for this. And that's how I felt about this song. Now, the next one I didn't like, man. Less Invisibles, I think it's called. Yeah, you know, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it, you know. And uh, I don't know. That's all I can say about this. It, I mean, do they say do they say seven enough in this song? Yeah, yeah, seven, seven, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a, a, a reference to the seven screaming Dizbusters. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, this this might be my, my least favorite song on the album. It totally has like an 80s like synth movie soundtrack vibe to it. It kind of sounds dated. Um, going back to the opening track, though, I forgot to say, uh, a friend of mine uh, plays guitar on that song. Uh, Mark oh. Biederman, Mark Biederman from Blind Illusion actually plays. Oh wow! He plays on two or three tracks on, on this album, and that's one of them. And dude, b- believe me, he he'll 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 make sure you know about it if you within <laughs> the first three minutes of meeting that guy, he'll make sure you know that he played on a Blue Oyster Cult album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, man. And, you know, more power to him. But because um, it was recorded, the album was recorded in San Francisco. Uh, at Hyde Street Studios, I believe, which is still there. I've actually recorded an album there. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, so he uh, he plays on this song and two others, but he's a, he's a little overly proud of it, though, sometimes. Like, I, I've seen him in interviews where he goes, hey, this is Mark Peterman from Blind Illusion, Blue Oyster Cult. I'm like, well, get the oh. fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> That's kind of like the, the Ron Keel Black Sabbath thing. Like, oh, fuck yeah. you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Black, uh, did you hear Ron Keel just said uh, he's going to do a set. Uh, he's going to do a set, live set, you know, to com- commemorate 
his time in Black Sabbath. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what's the second to be five minutes? Because that's how long <laughs> you were in the band. You know? Yeah, I still haven't listened to the, the songs he released uh, of him singing, the, the Sabbath tunes. Have you heard those? I saw a video. They made a video for Die Young. Okay. For him doing it. And I can't say it was terrible. I mean, nowhere near as good as the original, but it wasn't bad. It was okay. I, 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 dude, no matter how hard I try, I can't, I can't picture him singing "Die Young." I, I gotta check this out because well, he doesn't, he doesn't sound like Ron Keel, you know. Okay. You know, he doesn't have that high voice anymore. You okay. know, so he can't do those yells anymore. So he, you know, he sings at mid tempo. I mean, nowhere near as good as Dio or the original version, but yeah, you know, it's <clears throat> after I heard Tommy Lee, dude, everything's good. Right. You know? <laughs> He but, also uh, does. He also does trashed and hole in the sky, right? I don't. I'm not sure. I I only saw that video. He does. I know he does one song from from the first three eras. You know, I I'm pretty sure he does trashed and hole in the sky. I can picture him doing hole in the sky, but uh, definitely not die young. Man, I have a hard time imagining that. But I'll, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was great. It was like kind of like whatever, you know. I didn't. I, I heard it. I saw the video, and I never went back and saw it again. But it didn't right. really like. I didn't find it to be like you know unlistenable. Thought it was okay. And he's uh, he's got a shaved head now because uh, he, he. I've i met I met Ron Keel in Nashville. That motherfucker is tall, super really? tall. Yeah, and he's always wearing a bandana over his head, and he finally took it off. And yeah, he's a total cue ball now. Lost all oh. his hair. But <clears throat> cool, cool guy. Yeah, he was nice. He was a nice dude. And you know, I liked I liked some of the Steeler stuff, and I even liked some of the Keel stuff. I wasn't a big fan, but I liked some of it. I liked you know? Right to Rock. I thought that album was was good. Decent. I liked I liked the, the one before it more. The Laid Down, down the Law. Law. Yeah, Definitely. you're the victim. I'm the crime. Speed Demon. Oh, they're Definitely. also on. They're also on Right to Rock. Right. That's right. Yeah, those are cool songs. Yeah, I dug it. I dug some of the, some of that Keel stuff. You know, I, gotta, I gotta be honest, the, the thing I liked least about Keel was Ron Keel. <laughs> yeah, the band was pretty good. Yeah, his his voice just drove me crazy, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, after a while, it's like, God, he can't do that no more. Well, that, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. The, the drumming I, on the first, uh, or the second Keel album, I should say, Right to Rock, the drumming on that album is really killer, and it's done by uh, Stephen Riley, who was in Wasp. Oh really? Yeah, man. Yeah, killer double oh, bass. Oh wow! He, he's a good drummer, dude. Really good. Drummer. I was I was offered to interview him, but I really don't know. I I know he was in Wasp and LA Guns, but I don't know much about him. So maybe I should interview him. You should. Yeah, uh, yeah. He you know he recorded the first Kill album, and I mean he's got some great Wasp stories. I've read some interviews with him. He he definitely tells all. So you might want to reconsider doing an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just sent me the email the other day, and I was like, ah. So I'll write back. Yeah, I'll get them. I'll get them on the show. Fuck it. Cool. I'll just like, you know. All right, what's the next one? Uh, is it in the, in the presence, presence of, another, of world? another world? You like that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I do, but I, I can't stand the chorus because it reminds me of that fucking awful song from the Lost Boys. Yeah, the Lost Boys reference. You know that song, Thou Shall Not Fall. Well, the, the fucking song, well, it's like it has a chorus of kids singing. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. Uh, was it a hit? It, it, it wasn't a hit, but it's in the it's throughout the movie. Every time 
every time someone was falling into vampirism in that movie, like they, they drink that jug of, of vampire blood, that song kicks in and it's like, Oh God, man. So <laughs> you, hear, you hear that song like five times throughout the movie. And anyways, the chorus on this song is very similar to that. So it kind of takes away uh, the song a little bit for me, but other than the chorus, it's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I, it thought it was moody and then later kind of kicked ass. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really mind this one. I thought it was pretty good. How about Del Rio's song? This might be my favorite song on the album, or it's one of my favorites. Uh, really catchy. Uh, I love the chorus. And and the, I don't know if they did this intentionally, but the first verse sounds exactly like uh, the the verse structure for uh, Joan Crawford. It's, ah. it's, it's almost identical, dude. Like the infliction, inflection and uh, just the way it's structured and the way it, it carries itself. It, it sounds just like Joan Crawford, which I think is kind of cool. And DOC seems like the type of band where they don't do things by accident, you know. So uh, I'm guessing they intentionally did that just to make a connection. But I, I dig this song a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I did too. I liked uh, the vibe of it, uh, the catchiness. I thought it was kind of infectious. And yeah, I dug Del Rio's song. I really did dig it. The next one's really long. The Siege and... And can you read this for me? <laughs> the the siege, siege and investiture of Baron von Frankenstein's castle at Wysera. <laughs> God damn, man. That's a long one. Yeah, this is my favorite song on the album. Um, the, the way it builds up, it's a gradually and slowly builds up. And by the end, like just the, 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 the chorus of vocals at the end and, it's very, very dramatic, very dramatic, and uh, definitely my favorite song on the album. Um, it, Joe Satriani does a solo on it. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there was a shitload of guitar players on this album. I, 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 in fact, I think I read that Buck Dharma plays the least amount of guitar out of anyone on this album. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I dig this track though. Great, great. Yeah, this is my second favorite on here, and my favorite part is that solo section. Yeah, what's going on under the solo and shit? I love that part. Yep. And uh, yeah, it is my second favorite on this album. I dug it. How about and, and the lead vocals are done by some dude named uh, Joe? God damn it! I I had it in my head, Joe Saracino or something like that. So it's not even a boc boc guy singing this song, but I still love it. Wow. Yeah, this is a weird album, huh? This is a fucking out there, man. With like, yeah. technically, really, kind of not a BOC album, you know. That's why lots of people uh, don't consider it a BOC album on, on BOC fan sites and shit. And I can see that. I can totally understand. Um, and musically too, a lot. I've seen a lot of BOC fans complain about how it's too metal and like they're trying to go too hard with it and you know try to keep up with with the times and. It just strays away from the bizarre quirkiness of other BOC albums, which I can totally see that too. Uh, I can understand why people are turned off by this album, but I do, I do dig it. How about Astronomy, the the remake? Awesome, awesome, wow. dude. I I wouldn't say I'm not saying it's better than the original, but I think it's fucking great, man. You don't like it? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, why do we do this classic? It's pretty different from the original. Yeah. You know, there was no original then. This one would not sound as horrible to my ears, man. If I, you know, if this was something that they didn't redo, I think I'd feel a little, you know, different about it. But I don't know. I'm judging it too much with the original. It's like, oh my God, you just butchered it. Like, if their astronomy didn't exist, I probably would have liked this more. I don't think it's terrible, but I just think, oh, why are you doing that to this song? It, that's what bothers me about it. Um, you know, I, I think Astronomy is such an amazing song that no matter what tempo you play it at or what style, you, you could do it in uh, fucking jazz fusion style or uh, I, whatever. I, I think its song is so amazing that it's always going to be great no matter how you play it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so and dude there's a version i don't know why they didn't put it on the album uh but the video have you ever seen the video for this song no no it's, it's pretty cool man um the video has a, a spoken word intro by stephen king oh wow and, oh yeah i've heard something about that yeah it, it adds to the song dude it's like a really creepy it, he's just kind of giving a, a a overview of the imagino story uh, and you can tell it's Stephen King's voice, and it, it's it just adds so much to it. I don't know why they didn't put it on the final product, but uh, yeah, I, I I love this remake, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, I remember now the box set has it. I yep. remember I seen the box set saying "Intro by Stephen King." Yep. Yeah, but I haven't heard it yet. But all right, how about "Magna of Illusion"? This is probably probably my least favorite song of the album, uh, or one of my least favorites. Uh, see one, one of two, the other song uh, Buck Dharma sings, and um, or that he was involved in it, and uh, it's okay. It's it's on the bottom bottom tier of my songs. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate this one, but it's not something I would like to go back to unless my only option was Club Ninja. Yeah, you know? yeah right, right. <laughs> but it's like uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It just didn't do nothing for me. Now the next one's odd. The, the name of the band, Blue Oyster Cult. Uh-huh. What do you think of this one? Uh, I think the vocals are great on it. But, um, you know, it just it doesn't live up to the name. You know, if you're going to call your call the song Blue Oyster Cult, it better be fucking amazing. You know, and it's not an amazing song. It's okay. It's, it's okay, but um, a little disappointing. When I, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, this song's going to rule. And, yeah. You know, it's 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 okay. You know, in this song and the song before Magno Evolution, uh Robbie Krieger plays lead guitar in both of these songs. Oh, the doors, right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird that like Magno Evolution, you know, Buck uh, Buck Dharma was involved in that song and he sings that song, but he doesn't play he doesn't play the lead. Like it's a very confusing album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the record company got involved. Yeah. And I gotta say, the solo, especially on this song, is pretty ripping, dude. I had no idea dude, the dude from Doors could play guitar like that. Like, I, I think he's actually doing like a, a, a couple of sweeps and stuff. Like, he's doing like, like advanced techniques on on, on the solo. And um, I just, I didn't, I never hear that in the Doors music, so I just had, yeah. no idea, I had no idea he could play like that. But he must, yeah, no, he, yeah, because he didn't. He didn't play like that. And when Eddie Van Halen died. Somebody sent me a video of him doing some Van Halen shit. I'm Dude, like, God yeah, damn. The, the, yeah, I mean, it, who knew? He must have been practicing yeah. throughout the 80s. And 
he was obviously keeping up with the times, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah, it was pretty good what he was doing. The finger tapping, he was doing all that shit. I, yeah, I was like, wow, man, I didn't realize this guy was that good. Totally. You know, I'm I'm not a Doors fan, but I've heard enough yeah. that I've never heard him rip on any of those songs. Yeah, um, like I'm not a Doors fan either, and I've heard enough songs by them to to justify me not being a fan by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really hate him. Kind of casual. I like some of their hits, but I never really. I own like a greatest hits, you know, like one of those casual. That's that's the law. To be a casual fan, you should buy the greatest hits. That's yep, it. yep. Yeah, and even a lot of those songs, the greatest hits, does nothing for me. I have a handful of songs, but um, this song to me, it's hard for me to say it's bad. I don't think it is, but man, it just does not have any hooks for me. Totally, you know, it's it kind of just there. But I notice, ladies, fish, and gentlemen creeps into the lyrics. Yep. And I'm sure there are more earlier references, uh, but my mind wandered to analyze lyrics while listening to this. Uh, but again, it's like, eh, it's not bad, but I can't say it's bad, but it's not hooky. It's not memorable, is so the best way I, to say it. I totally agree. How about the, the, the last track, which is the title track? Um, you know, I would like this song a lot more if someone from the band actually was, was singing it. It's the vocals are done by some guy named John Rogers, who actually comes back into the Blue Oyster Cult story on a later album. But uh, uh, it, it's it's a pretty good track. But I just who the fuck is John Rogers? <laughs> right. Well, <clears throat> this one's my favorite track on here. I I like it. I think it's you know uh, it's full of hooks. And, definitely. You know, definitely. <clears throat> Yeah, I would I would put uh, this album more if the, you know, I would put it on more if there was more songs like this. But overall, I don't think it's bad. It's definitely an improvement. From, For sure. But For sure. I don't have the next one, though you do, and I've never heard it, and you already talked about it, Cult Classics. Dude, uh, it's a must-have, a must have, man. It's okay, fucking, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely have to get that. It's fucking great to hear those songs with real beefy, good production. And uh, and they also they're very stripped down versions too. Like it, it just sounds like how you would hear it live. So there's uh, not a lot of extra bells and whistles, and you know, like lots of layering of instruments and extra instruments and stuff like that. It's just really raw versions of these classic songs, but with a great, great production, crystal clear. And um, yeah, I, I bought that I bought that album on a whim. I was I was like on tour. And we were at a truck stop, and I was like, cult classics. Like, I just thought it was a greatest hits album because, you know, all the songs in the back right. are, are old songs. So I was like, you know, like we're, we're, we're in the middle of a long drive. Let's, let's go crank some BOC. So I bought the CD and put it in the CD player in the car, in the, in the van. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is a different version. And I was shocked, man. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. And yeah, great album. I highly recommend it. Yeah, now you got me intrigued. I definitely got to get this. This brings an end to part three. Next week, we'll go into part four where we start talking about Heaven Forbid. Wow, what a great album. So, let's go into the vault. This week, I'm playing something from Blue Oyster Cult again, and I'll play something... In the vault next week, uh, featuring Blue Oyster Call. This is a disc that came in, the box set that was sent to me by this really cool guy called Gene Coolin. I can't thank him enough. 
It was one of the bonus discs that's called uh, The Best of the Broadcast. And I'm going to play a live version of my all-time favorite Blue to Cult song that I talked about in this episode. Here is a cool live version of Take Me Away. Imagine yourself. Imagine yourself on a nice summer night. Just the two of you. You and that special someone walking alone together on a nice summer night. Just a beautiful green field and no one around for miles and miles. And the sun is just going down and all you can see is a little edge of red on the horizon. And you decide... Now is the time to tumble down into the grass to make love. When all of a sudden, high over your head, you hear this unearthly music. And a blue and white light streaks through the night. And deep within the light, you hear this alien voice and it says, Earth people, how would you like to come along with us right now?
away from the bonus disc on that box set from Frontiers Record called The Best of the Broadcast. Okay, my friends, that's the end of part three. Next week, we'll get into part four where we finish the discography. We talk about Heaven Forbid, Curse of the Hidden Mirrors, and the incredible last album, The Symbol Remains, and a bunch of other stuff. I know we talk about other things, uh, about Blue Oyster Cult, not about Blue Oyster Cult. It's just awesome. And again, I repeat myself, but I don't mind because you deserve to hear how much you rule because you're listening to my voice right now and all the you that share my podcast and everybody that listens, y'all, I can't thank you enough. The Vera Vault has been doing so well. Uh, thanks to Will and thanks to Aaron and, you know, all these other episodes and we're going to have Bill Wang coming up next after the Blue Oyster Cult's done. Uh, it's been a joy making these podcasts. I, I've i never been happier doing podcasts and nothing is slang. The greatest podcast in the world, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. It was the best podcast ever. I'm just having more fun now. That's That's all. That's all I can say about it. Um, so, till next week, my friends, Blue Oyster Cult, the finale, part four with Will Carroll of Death Angel. Smack him a gob. 